Well, hey there. Welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield. And today, I'm hoping that my topic will give you a huge sigh of relief. Why? Because we're going to talk about how you can have an incredibly profitable launch without a big email list. Can I get an amen? I'm going to show you that it's not the size of your list. It's how you nurture and communicate with that list. And to prove that this really can work, I'm bringing on someone who is a prime example of having huge success with launching with a very small list. Her name is Tarzan K. Tarzan is a launch strategist and email copywriting expert for online entrepreneurs and digital course creators. Her specialty is fun to read, more addictive than Game of Thrones copy for digital course launches. You'll see she's even created a freebie for today's episode that has a Game of Thrones style to it that you're absolutely going to love. Tarzan has worked with many seven-figure course creators, including myself. I absolutely love the work that Tarzan does. She has contributed to so much success inside of my business with her wicked copywriting skills. And she's also worked with one of my past guests and students, Kim Constable. She was on the show and a whole bunch more. In her own business, she's actually used my webinar framework. Shout out to my Digital Course Academy members. You know what the webinar framework is. And she's used it over and over to sell her own courses, fill her private mastermind, and even had the occasional $100,000 a month while working 30 hours per week and being the sole provider for a family of four. Honestly, I predict this is going to be one of the most downloaded episodes of the year because of the immense value you're going to learn here. So before we dig in, I want to give a shout out to Kaya Rowe, who left this amazing review on iTunes. This is what she said, the bomb. But actually, this podcast has completely changed my life. I don't know what rock I've been sleeping under for the past few years, but found Amy's material a couple months ago, and it has been an absolute game changer. I went from toying with the idea of an online course to not only finishing one, but also having a clear plan on how to market and sell it. She's the real deal a perfect blend between information and inspiration. Stop reading reviews and just go listen. You can thank me later. Uh, Kaya, you should be a copywriter. That was good stuff. Thank you so much for the shout out. It means more to me than you'll ever know. And I am cheering you on every step of the way. My brand voice guide is my business's North Star when it comes to keeping all my business content and marketing content clear, consistent, and inviting. That's why I created the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner, which is a free resource to help your business experience the same as mine. So all you have to do is plug in your business details into the given outline that I've created that has all the essential components of a brand voice guide. So you don't even have to pay to get it created like I did. You can plug in your information and you'll be well on your way to having a cohesive voice across all brand assets. 
And I've even shared my own brand voice guide with you so you can use it as a reference as you craft your own. It's like having a mentor right by your side. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide to grab your copy of the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner. And I can promise you, you're going to elevate your brand instantly. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide. Oh my God, am I excited to be here. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you here. Now, I introduced you in the intro, so I thought maybe we would mix things up. And I have three questions for you that I think will give a, a really good insight into who you are and what you're all about. Can I ask you these three questions that are completely not related to business? I'm so excited. Go. Okay, let's do it. Number one. What are your children's names and how'd you come up with their names? Because they're both very unique and I'm obsessed with your little ones. Okay. So the littlest one is Mo and I don't, I don't know. That just was, they were both cosmically delivered to us. So the little one's Mo and the older one is Guyan. And the older one, it was, this was like one of those moments that gave me chills in my life. We were trying to think about a name for Guyan. And, um, my husband, Jay came up to me one time, actually it was at the baby shower or something. I don't know. We didn't have a name for him. He came up to me and he was like, I think I have the name, but like Jay will deliver things in a very strategic way. He's like, I think I have the name, but I don't want to tell you right now because I want to wait until the perfect moment. (laughs) And I was like, Oh no, 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 no. You just tell me right now. And he was like, I think it's Guyan. And I was like, Oh my God. I was so shocked because I love like Gaia, G-A-I-A. I was like, we should do something with Gaia. What would it be? And then he came to me with Gaian without even having that conversation. It was sheer magic. Anyway, <laughs> Gaian and Mo, those are my kids. Okay. I love their names. And oh my gosh, is Mo still like the chubbiest baby in the whole world? Uh, I wish we could put him in the show notes. Oh, we so will. Cute. We're going to put both the kids, if you'll <laughs> let me, both the kids in the show notes. And most definitely. Mo yeah. in his big chubby cheeks and chubby legs. I, I am a sucker for a chubby baby. So yes, we're, we're going to show these so, cuties in the show notes. We, and we got to fill in your listeners. Like I've brought my kids, both my kids to your events yes. two years in a row. Yes. And it is so much fun. And power to the ladies. You were breastfeeding while I was there up on stage. Do you remember that? Like, <laughs> That's right. Yes. We're, yeah, totally. we're getting it done. Taking, what is it? Yeah. Um, what is that saying? Uh, taking names? No. What is it? Kicking, a- kicking ass and taking kicking names. Kicking ass and taking names. That's what you were doing. That's right. So love That's it. That's right. One time I actually got on a meeting with you too. And I was like, excuse me, I have a new baby. And you were like, oh, can I just take a picture and put this on my Instagram? I was like, sure, because I want more women to see this happening. Like I've brought my baby to like group calls, like all the time. That's like, I'm a sole provider for a family of four. I can't just like put my business away, but nor can I just put my baby away. So they have to coexist. And they do. And you do it very well. So yeah, I hope we're encouraging more women to do so. Okay. So we got the baby names. Number two. Tell me about your secret life of being fluent in French. Okay, so first of all, I didn't know this until recently. What what's going on here? Okay, so I there's a lot of Canadians that don't speak French. Just FYI, most of us don't. And then I moved to Quebec to study music and then law. And then in the middle of all that, I learned to speak French. Like as an adult, I took classes, like a gazillion classes, and I learned as a grown-up. I'm so pretty you, proud of that. Okay, so like say something in French to us. 
Bonjour. Uh, Qu'est-ce que tu veux que je, je dis? Okay, you actually say it like you really sound like you're French. It's like kind of sexy, the accent you have there. Okay. I just said, hey, uh, what do you want me to say? <laughs> well, I wouldn't have known what you said, but it sounded really good. Okay, so third question. What is your all-time favorite line in a movie and why? Oh, my gosh. My favorite line in a movie? What? <laughs> I wouldn't even okay. be able to answer this question just for the record. So yeah. I'm not well, really sure well, why I'm throwing it your way. Okay. Well, right now, like the, and this is going to play into what we're going to talk about later. So right now, like Drakaris, that's like my <laughs> new go-to phrase when I'm like getting something done. Drakaris. <laughs> I love it. I so love it. We'll get, we'll get back to that later. Yes. And for the record, we're going to talk about Game of Thrones. And for the record, at the time of this recording, it is alive and well. We've got one more episode. So like it's Ooh, top so of mind. I'm so stressed about it. So oh, stressed. So stressed. I hear you. Okay. So now before we dive in, Tarzan and I have something extra fun for today. We have created a contest and you will have a chance to win. And you're going to love this contest. Now, the prizes are either number one, my totally rebranded, redone list building course. It's called List Builder Society. You will get access into List Builder Society if you're one of the winners, or if you already have my list building course, you can choose the Apple AirPods. So we've got good mm. prizes coming your way. We're going to talk about the contest at the end. So stay tuned. Good. Awesome. Great prize. It's yeah. And the contest is so fun and it's going to get you moving forward in the right direction with your list building and with selling. So just get ready. Okay. So Amen. Tarzan, we are talking about launching with a small email list. So before we get into all the details where you're going to share actual tips and strategies and techniques that you've used, before we get into all of that, I like to start with just wowing people because I want them to really understand you are the girl that we need to learn from today. You have had the results. You've walked the talk. So with that, can you walk us through three successful launches that you've done with considerably smaller lists? Yes. Great. Thanks for giving me a chance to brag. Yes. So my smallest ever list launch was to a list of 750 people. It was my first ever time trying to sell any sort of course. And I was uh, selling B-School. So as you know, super duper competitive. Like if you're going to like enter that ring, you have to go all in. So I had a list of 750 people. And for the first time ever, I ran list building ads. I had never done that before, but I knew it would be pretty important. So I doubled my list size before I even sent out any promo emails. So on that launch, I made $14,000 and plus I, yeah, I couldn't even believe it. I was over the moon. And I also won an award from Marie Forleo. She gives this because you're awesome award to one of her first time affiliates every year. So I won another $2,000 and I used that money to buy my first ever car, which was like, oh. I feel a bit choked up just thinking about it. That was a really big deal for me. It was a major milestone. So that's my first launch, 16000 Next time, a couple, this is like a few launches down the road, but now I've grown my list to 2,500 people. And now I'm introduced to Amy Porterfield and her amazing webinar framework. So that this time, 2,500 people, I made $128,000. And this isn't booked revenue. This is paid in full revenue. And I didn't even send promo emails. And I am the queen of promo emails. Like I will promo email you until... <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, until the end of time. But I didn't. I just did like this was like a quick launch that I was like, I just want this to be easy. I'm going to launch this group program. Twenty five hundred people, one hundred and twenty eight thousand dollars. I couldn't even believe it. Mm. And I did that pitch exactly as you taught in courses that convert. So fast forward, like that was last September. So fast forward. Now I'm in the middle of a launch right now. And now I have Digital Course Academy. So I've used your entire new webinar framework. Now I'm launching to a list of 5,000. And when I emailed you yesterday about this, I was like, the cart's been open for 24 hours and I've already made 34 and a half thousand. Now it's 24 hours later and I'm up to nearly 80,000. Oh so, my yeah. gosh. 48 hours, 48 hours, $80,000, 5,000 people on yeah. your email list. Girl. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. I am loving this. Okay. So obviously you're selling digital courses, right? So I'm selling digital courses and group coaching. And group coaching. Awesome. Okay. So you guys heard, right? She started out really successful launch with 750 people on her list. That's less than a thousand. I want to put that in perspective. And then 2,500 and then 5,000. And notice that Tarzan launched when she had less than a thousand people on her list. I often get asked like, Amy, how many people do I have to have on my list in order for a launch to be successful? And we're here to talk about the fact that you can do this with the smallest, even less than 750. Let's just mm -hmm. talk about the strategies and put this in perspective. So if I were to ask you, Tarzan, how many people do you think should be on your list before you ever launch? Like, what would you tell people? Well, what I usually tell them is like the number of people on your list is mostly a vanity metric. Like people love to talk about how big their list is yep. like, oh, well, that's so awesome. But I would have these clients coming to me and they'd be like, okay, I have like 10,000 people on my list and I'm trying to hit 50,000. And my first reaction was like, well, I would feel like a loser because I don't have as many subscribers as my client. And then I'd be like, but wait, why is my business like three times more profitable and I'm having all these successful launches? And what I realized is the number doesn't mean anything. What is way more important is your relationship to the individuals on your email list. Like, let's not call them leads. Like, let's just call them people. And your relationship to them is what will ultimately make your launch successful. So I have seen people with lists of less than 100, but those 100 people are diehards that they have a really good relationship with. And their conversion rates, like, we can't even talk about them because they're ridiculously high. Like they're a, an absolute in fantasy veil, but that's because they've built those really solid relationships. So I like, I want us to stop thinking about like how many people do I have on my list and start thinking about like, how can I build relationships with individuals so that they know I'm real and I'm going to deliver for you? Yes. I love this. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products, and I want to talk about Shopify. <coughs> Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. 
Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers, and I know you're doing important work. And with that, you wanna make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. So along the same lines, a lot of people, like I said, feel as though they need to wait in order to launch. And you're saying, no, that is not the case. We need to stop thinking about these people as leads or subscribers. And remember that these are all people behind those names and emails. And so I'm curious, how did you get the courage to launch with such a small list? Like, how did you even say, okay, I'm going to do this? Because it's a risk. Definitely. That's a lot of work to put into it. If it's like crickets. Oh my gosh. It's so scary. And every time that I launch, I'm reminded how much courage it takes. Like when you're on the other side of it, you're like, Oh great. Launching is so great. Look at all this sexy money that I made. But like on Tuesday this week, I was like, it was day one. And I was like, Oh my God, I want to quit. I should just get a job. Like every time I I feel that way. Yeah. That feeling comes up. Like it's a weird thing. So, Oh my gosh, does it take courage? But The thing is, is like those who are successful launching, they launch. And then no matter what happens, they launch again and they launch again. Like the way you're going to learn and become successful at this is just by doing it. So I would say like we I think people focus a lot on the revenue of their launch and they think that's what it's all about. But there are so many things that come out of a launch, like so many things other than just revenue. And I experienced that firsthand when I was promoting your program, Digital Course Academy, because there were so many incredible things other than revenue that came out of that launch, like opportunities to speak on podcasts, um, relationships that I built, like customers, like some customers, they like start to see the way that I market and build a relationship. They might come if they might not buy whatever I'm selling, but they might come back like a month later or even a year later. And um, one of my students, she, she calls this the halo effect. And she came to me and she was like, yeah, I made this money with my launch. And Oh yeah. I also booked a speaking gig and they're paying me $6,000. I was like, Oh, 
let's talk about that more. Like launching isn't just about the people who pay you for your course. Like there are so many other benefits. You have no idea when you've just closed your cart, all of the awesome things that are going to come out of launching. So Uh, don't wait, like just do it now. So true. And I forgot that you had told me this and I thought it was such a great angle that the relationships you made when you were launching Digital Course Academy with other affiliates and people Mm -hmm. seeing you in different ways, when you put yourself out there, guys, you never know who's watching and who's listening. And you never know the, the different angle that someone might approach you based on you putting yourself out there. So you are so right. And one thing I love about you, Tarzan, as I mentioned in the intro, Tarzan and I have gotten to work together for years now. One thing I love about you is that it's almost like you don't take yourself too seriously. You don't seem to be a big worrier like I am. Well, you know, your stuff is so beautiful. You're so conscientious about it. And we all admire that about you so much. I have a little bit rougher edges and someone, this happened to me a couple days ago. I saved this email and told everyone about it. This guy emailed me and he was like, I registered for your webinar and then I added it to my calendar, but it was the wrong day. And like, he gave me this long explanation of like what happened. And he was like, you know what? It's okay. Part of the reason I really like you is for your rough edges. Uh, I was like, oh my God, I wanted to hug him so much and put that on a billboard somewhere. (laughs) That is so cool because, okay, so... Tarzan is a copywriter. The girl knows how to put herself out there and, and, and build this brand. But Tarzan, you did, someone saw you exactly how you feel. That's a big mm-hmm. deal. Yeah, Ugh. that's a big deal. And that's what I love about email is like my subscribers, when my subscribers really see me, when I feel seen and when they feel seen, that is when like the relationship really blossoms and turns into something really special. It's so true. Now, you know my style. You know I like to get actionable here. And I was hoping Mm -hmm. that you would give us three specific ways that someone who's listening right now could use their small list to their advantage. Okay, great. So I want to refer back, though, to an episode. One of my favorite episodes that you've done this year was when you talked about um, some personal touches that you added to your launch. So your listeners, they got to go back and listen to that because those personal touches that you talked about Um, you can do that on steroids with a small list because there's fewer people to reach out to. So a couple of ways, oh, there's just, okay, before I even answer this, like I just want us to stop thinking about a small list as a disadvantage because you can really use it so that it is your greatest strength. Mm. And I recommend like adding all these personal touches. One thing that I do with my subscribers is like I reach out with personal videos and I do tons of them. Like to people who were, came to the webinar and they were really active in the chat. Like I'll make them a video and I'll say, Oh yeah, for sure. I'll make them a video. And I'll say like, Hey Ames, thanks so much for showing up to my webinar. Like it means so much to me that you were there and so active in the chat that makes the experience better for everyone. So I just want to thank you. And you know, if you have any questions about my program, like I'm here for you and just like hit reply and ask me a question. Boom. Like that takes 30 seconds. And I use a tool called bomb bomb B O M B B O M B. I'm like, I'm a bomb bomb evangelist. It's all I can talk about. <laughs> I've I never added heard this. of it. Oh, it's so good. I'm going to send you one, Ames, okay. so you can test I want it. One. And I like the name you're, of it, bomb bomb. Oh, you're going to be totally blown away. So I used this tool during when we were launching DCA. And uh, I was like, oh my God, more people need to know about this. So I make these videos. It's like an extension for Gmail. So I can make the videos without leaving my browser. Oh, and I can stop. Yeah. 
I, I know you can knock off like, I mean, it takes like my videos are like about 30 seconds and then it takes another 30 seconds to like drop in the email and send it. Um, so honestly, you could knock out like 30 in an hour easily. So I love, I love, love, love that tool. And my subscribers love it so much. Like I also, I have a whiteboard, so I'll put their name on it so they can see that it's actually personal. So that's one thing that I do. Also like replies, like replies to your emails are, that's where the conversation is started. And ideally like this is great during a launch, but this is why you have to consistently email your list because they will hit reply and they will tell you what they want. They'll tell you what they like and they'll tell you what they don't like. So if you're ever wondering like, why do I have to just like email my list every week? Or like, I don't know what to say. I always tell people like, just email them and tell them like something that's going to be useful, like some lesson that you learned, like just like be real with them and they're going to respond to that. And that's going to start a conversation. And this comes down to like, this is what I mean when I say like, Think about them like they're people. They're not just subscribers. They're people who have the same hopes and dreams that you do. So like just start that conversation. Ah, so good. The personalization is so much easier when you do have the smaller list, the smaller community. And don't get me wrong, even though I have a big community now, I could still be making those one-off videos, even if I just do it to 20 people on my webinar. But there's something about grassroots when your audience is smaller because you can get to so many people that are on your list. So I Mm -hmm. love that you're giving us these, these tips for sure. Now, based on your experience, what are some common email marketing strategies that you found don't work very well with the small list? Because this is kind of a flip side. We're talking about what works well, that personalization for sure, but what doesn't work so well when we're talking about just email marketing? So like most of the big list, most of the stuff that people are teaching, it does apply to a small list. It just doesn't work as well. Like ultimately what you, most of what we're learning is like very highly scalable strategies. And you do have to know those. Those are really important. But if you are marketing to a list of like 200 people in your promotion, like you would be better, like it's going to take you some time to write a promo sequence of like 12 to 15 emails. I think that time would be better spent just like getting on calls with people that might be interested in your program. Like when you're small, you can do that. And people get scared to do sales calls, but it is a million times easier to sell on the phone than it is through email. So that's like one thing you can do when you're small that other people can't do. Um, And again, like you can do things that are personalized instead of like sending, like trying to make a promo email that's going to appeal to everyone. Like think about who on your list did you really create this for? Like, how did you know they really need it? Send an email to that person and like a couple other people like her. Did you have like a great conversation with a client who reached out to you, like maybe a potential client and they didn't book like, well, now you have a more inexpensive solution. So why don't you reach out to him? Like, this is like how you can really use your small list to your advantage. When you have a big list, you can't do that. So keep doing the scalable strategies. Like I still recommend writing those promo emails and sending them. But before even doing that, let's just like get more FaceTime with those individuals. Yes. Okay. So as I mentioned earlier, some of my listeners feel like they need to wait till their list is bigger before they launch. But when you were talking about the launch you did when you had 750 people on your email list, or when you made $128,000 without 
any promo emails to a list of 2,500 people. What are some like specific things you did in those launches that work? Like how the heck do you make $128,000 without sending promo emails? And how does a copywriter not send promo emails? Like what was going on there? I know. Thank you. When I said that, I was like, and without promo emails, which is like my whole gig that I teach. But um, so that was not a low price thing. And that's what when clients come to me with a small list and they're like, oh, let's work on like, I just have a small audience and I'm selling this $300 product. I'll be like, okay, what about selling something that's like $3,000? Like, could we just like make the offer more exclusive? Um, So that launch where I made 128,000, the offer was $3,500 and there was an upsell, which was 6,500. And also like, if you're only welcoming, like, you know, I had 20 people on that program. So at that stage, like you can give them way more attention. You can give them a way more customized experience. Like you can actually deliver a lot of value and make it really worth thousands of dollars. Like it's not that difficult to do. So, um, I do focus like more on higher ticket stuff. And then I have, like, I do have a low cost program for 297 that's running in the background and it makes me money. Like it's okay. It's a list builder and, uh, it sort of pays for itself, but it's not the most profitable thing in my business. So I, I sell higher ticket stuff and I get on the phone with people and make them like a customized experience that they're not getting anywhere else. Oh, so good. I love these tips. They're so actionable and specific. And you know, I live for that. Okay. So speaking Mm -hmm. of that, we're going to get into even more actionable, specific tips that people can apply to their business. Because sometimes people in my community feel like they're emailing their list, but it's crickets. Like nobody is paying attention. It makes them feel like no one's listening and all this work is for nothing. So You're a copywriter. Wordsmithing comes easier to you than most. But what advice would you give for someone that doesn't have a copywriting background, but they want people to pay attention to those emails? They've got a list. Now they want to do something with it. Okay. So I like to think about my subscribers as characters on Game of Thrones. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) you can all apply this to your own emails. And actually, well, when we talk about uh, freebie, it's all outlined there. Okay. Yeah. Good point. So the freebie is part of the contest. And when you get the freebie, you can sign up to get the freebie. What Tarzan is going to take us through. And it's so good. So pay attention here, but just know you're going to get it outlined for you in a PDF, but walk us through this because it's so fun and valuable. Okay. Yeah. I love this so much. So my friend, Sarah Greer, another copywriter, she taught me about how to think about people in these four different color codes. And, you know, there's lots of personality systems that are color coded. So, but I just changed them to game of Thrones characters. So, and I try and write emails for all of these four characters. Okay. And some emails are like, they're going to appeal to all four and some of them might appeal to just one. So let's take Daenerys. Okay. She is a red. So the reds are like the really fast decision makers who only need to read like five words before they know exactly what they want to do. So they don't like long emails. That's like Dracarys. Like (laughs) I already know what I want. Like you won't bow to me, Dracarys. Right. So they're like, they're the ones that just like short and punchy emails that just like get straight to the point. You might have an email that's like literally five sentences long. And then there's a link like the reds. They're going to really love that. Like these are the leaders and they are the smallest percentage of people on your list, but they are the people who take action and buy your stuff without a ton of nurturing. So you want to like 
make sure you're talking to those people. So that's Daenerys. She's the red. Okay. Um, moving on. John is the blue. So the blue, they're like really emotionally driven. Like, you know, John, he's like so broody and he just wants everyone to be happy and he's so loyal. Um, <laughs> so the blues, like they want powerful stories. Like they want to feel something. So for those people, I love to share pictures, like uh, pictures and stories. Um, I like to like, like acknowledge when something important has happened into the world, in the world. Um, like anything that has hints of like nostalgia or like patriotism, like the, you know, John, he's going to really love that. So just like for those people share for everybody, it's a great idea to share stories. Like I try and make everything into a story, but particularly the blues, they will love those stories um, when you can connect it to like a really powerful emotion. So that's John. So we got Daenerys, the red, quick, clickable content and John, the blue, emotionally driven. Okay. Next okay. we've got Tyrion. Tyrion is a yellow. Okay. The yellows, like they just want to have fun. They have like a real sense of adventure. So you want to make it like really interesting and entertaining. Like we all want to be entertained, right? Whenever you can make, I find my emails are super duper entertaining. And because of that, my email subscribers are highly tolerant of me sending a lot of email. So I can send tons of promos. I can do back-to-back promos now and then knowing that like they're, they're cool because they're entertained, but the yellows in particular, like think about Tyrion's sense of adventure. Like, remember he went all the way to the wall just to like, check it out. Like they love adventure. They love to have fun. They love to be um, with people. Like if you can make him laugh, cry. So like for those people, you can put in like a funny GIF. Like I use this, I use makeagif.com. I just made one today and I was like doing a silly dance in front of the, in front of my computer. And like, I turned that into a GIF. So they will love that. Like anytime you can just be silly. I always like try and add that element, a funny picture. Um, so that's Tyrion, the yellow sense of fun and wants like, he wants community too. Finally, we have Samwell, who is a green. And by the way, Ames, you are a total green. So the oh, greens, I love they, him. Yeah. Hell yeah. So you're Samwell. Great. He's very kind, you know. Samwell is like, he loves like the details. If you think about him, he's always like reading and studying and like using his mind to solve problems. So Samwell wants you to send him emails that are full of details, really useful tips and strategies, like step-by-step things. These are the types of subscribers who will read like every single word of your whole like long ass promotional email. And then they'll read your whole sales page like three times. And then like three months later, they'll come back to you and be like, but Ames, you said this on your sales page. And where is that bonus? (laughs) Like that's the green, like they're super detail oriented. So just to recap, we got Samwell the green loves the details, useful tips. We'll read step-by-step things. Tyrion is the yellow, loves fun, um, use GIFs, like make it a good time for him. John is blue, make him cry. <laughs> Daenerys is red, don't get in her way. Okay, so these are so good, but here's my big question. We've got all of these on our list. So how the heck are we catering to everybody? All of your emails are not going to appeal to everyone. Okay. So just you can make peace with that. But um you can like, there's definitely a way to appeal to more than one person at once. So like the reds, if you just have like, you know, in copywriting, we use the term, the TLDR too long, didn't read. 
So you can put a TLDR at the bottom of your email and just say, TLDR, program open, it's for so-and-so, enroll here. Like they're going to love that. So just like add that in. They want it to be obvious what they're clicking on. Like don't make a link text that's like not clear. They're not going to like that, right? Okay. Um, so for the, for the greens who are super detail-oriented, like in a launch, you're going to send some emails to them that the reds are going to hate because those are going to be like long you're going to have like, you know, Rye Schwartz, he loves to do the yes, upgraded FAQ. Yeah. yeah. So that's like, that's for the greens. Like they want all those details. Some of these are going to conflict, but that's okay. Everyone doesn't read every single one of your emails. Things are going to stand out to them for a reason. And that's why we send like 14 or 15 promo emails. Very few people, some of, with the exception of some greens, like they're reading all, every single one of them. But um, for the most part, like they're, they're reading what catches their eye. So if you're thinking about those people like, oh, let me like, I'm writing this, let's say you're writing this upgraded FAQ for the greens, but you could like, why not throw in like a funny GIF of you like doing something silly because the yellows are going to like that and it's going to hold their attention. Um, and just make sure that like on that same email that there's really clear link text so that you can skip all over that and just like get to the sales page for the reds. And on the sales page, by the way, on a sales page, it's much easier to appeal to all of them because you can add all of these elements. Like you have more time. You can add a lot of story for John. You can add, like you can put a button right at the top that says like, I just want to enroll now and skips down to the, to the uh, enroll button. Like that's for the reds. All of your details, the whole sales page, like the greens, they're going to read it all. Um, so you can add those elements for everyone on a sales page where you have more time. And sometimes like you will be able to just knock it out of the park and write an email that appeals to all four of them. But I wouldn't worry about trying to hit all of those points on every single email. A lot of this is like, it's just, you're forming the habit and thinking about like different ways of giving people a lot of the same information, frankly, in a way that different types of people are actually going to digest it. Okay. So this is really helpful. And I, I can see, like, sometimes I do those long emails that you talked about, Rice Schwartz, where I get into all the FAQs. And sometimes I'm like, hey, I made you a quick video. Check it out here. And I love what you said. Not everybody on your list is going to read every email. And someone might see that super short email and that appeals to them or the super long email. Some are just not going to read it and that's okay as well. So I... I think you just like gave us all permission to try some of these different strategies. And you might see that every time you send a super long email, it does really well. So you want to do more of those. And so mm -hmm. pay attention, guys, pay attention to the analytics, the open rates, the click-through rates, all of that to see what's working really well. Okay. Yeah. And also just one more thing. Yeah. What are people like, especially when you're starting out, when you have a small list, your metrics aren't as reliable and it may look like they're amazing because you only have a few hundred people on your list. Good point. So when your list is small, I always say like the most important metric is how many people are replying and what's the quality of those replies, because they will tell you what they like and you will see like, oh, this email, like a lot of people replied to this. So they like this. I'm going to send more like that. Okay. That's great. I would have not, never even thought about that. So I appreciate you. I'm pointing that out. Those replies are, they're a big deal. And they, they mm -hmm. make such a difference when you actually reply back. Even mm -hmm. to this day, mm -hmm. when I get in my DMs and I record on Instagram, some audio messages, people love it because they're like, oh, you're really paying attention. You guys, it goes a long way and it takes seconds. Okay. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. It's so, so good. Let's just remind them they have to listen to that episode because it was so good where you talked about personal touches on your launch. It was like February. Anyway, I'm sure okay. you'll link to it. Uh, I'll link to it 
in the show notes. It was one of my favorites. I had just finished the Digital Course Academy mm-hmm. launch, and I said, there's some personalization that we included in this launch, even though we have a big audience, and you can do it much easier with a smaller audience. I'm glad you brought that up. We're going to link to it. It's a good addition to this episode for sure. Okay, so we're going to tell you guys in a, in a minute about this freebie and the contest that's attached to it. But before we get there, I know you love writing a good nurture sequence, and I am mm. not so good at this area. So I'm glad that we brought you on here because I want to talk about that. Because the nurture sequence, for those that are totally brand new in this world of list building, it comes after a new subscriber has opted in to get your freebie. So let's say I've got a cheat sheet out there. You sign up for my cheat sheet. Now, what do those emails look like after? You don't have to send a nurture sequence, but it's always a really nice touch. So I was wondering if you could share with us some of your top tips on writing an engaging nurture sequence. Great. So at this time when people are brand new, like that's when you really want to put a lot of energy into showing them your personality and who you are. So that's where like, I think it's extra important to use like images and GIFs and introduce people to who you are. If you've been featured on some, like if you've been featured on podcasts or, you know, maybe you have like a article in Forbes or something like any credibility markers, like it would be a great idea to add an email about those. Just remember, like these people are new and they don't know anything about you. So you got to come out swinging or like, I guess a better expression would be put your best foot forward, like show them what's incredible about you and why they should follow you. And this would be like, this would be the place to really spend some time, like making sure these emails really reflect who you are and what your magic is. I also think ultimately, and I'm going to go against the grain a little bit here, but I love it when a nurture sequence is actually selling something because we think there's this idea that, oh, when people come into my email list, like I have to nurture them and I have to send them all this free content before they buy anything from me. I think that is false. I think actually if they come into your world and they buy something right away and they get good value from it, Those are the people that are going to be your diehard, like buy everything you make customers. So in my, I have, um, my nurture sequence is I have this quiz funnel and it's a little bit fancy, but it can definitely be duplicated. So in this quiz funnel, like depending on, I gather some information about my subscribers. Like I have one question that says, are you a service provider or a course creator? And based on their answers, I send them different stuff. So In a nurture sequence, if you can gather a bit of information about them and it doesn't have to be fancy or involve a lot of automation, you may just have a freebie that's really specific to one type of person and another freebie that's specific to a different type of person. So when you're writing that nurture sequence, like, yes, it's about you and how amazing you are, but also the more you can sort of pinpoint like who they are and make it personal, like I see you you know, I have this quiz. And so they may have told me that they are a service provider. And based on their quiz result, I know they're kind of struggling. So I'll write an email on like what it was like for me when I was in that stage of business and what got me out of it. Of course, I always mention working with Amy Porterfield, because that's like a big (laughs) credibility booster for me. So whatever you've done that people are going to start believing in you, make sure you add that in there. And also, though, I think we get stuck with this because we think like, well, I never climbed Kilimanjaro, so I don't have anything (laughs) fancy to say about myself. We have all done things like we've all done hard things and it may not have been acknowledged by all the people in the world. But like, I mean, we have all done things and been through like going to Quebec and learning to speak French. Well, that's like pretty interesting. That might be something that I could work into a sequence like 
I have in one of my nurture emails, there's like a picture of me swimming in my pool and it's a GIF and it's like, it's very silly. I'm just like, I'm just swimming in my bikini. And, uh, (laughs) but that like, you know, that's a story about me. It's like, Hey, look at me. I'm like a sole provider for a family of four. I only work 30 hours a week. And I also go for swims in the afternoon when everyone else is working. Like that's equally interesting. You don't have to be working with Amy Porterfield for everyone to be impressed by you. Like there's other just like, certainly not. Um, yes, certainly not. Although it definitely helps. Girl, you're, you're such a love bug. I love you tons. She always makes know. me feel extra special. Tarzan <laughs> always does, which I love that about you. Okay. So here's the deal. We, we need to talk about this really fun contest. Mm-hmm. There are prizes. So first of all, you could win access to List Builder Society. That's my brand new list building course. It's updated, rebranded, super exciting. Or if you already have my list building course, or if you don't want it, you could choose the Apple AirPods. So whichever one you want, we're choosing two winners and here's the deal. Are you ready? Let's do this. Okay. So you go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 269 and you download the freebie. This is a freebie that Tarzan created. It is really good. Now it's a value packed fun worksheet where she'll teach you how to write a highly converting nurture sequence. You then need to create at least the first email in that sequence and send it to your list. Then you take a screenshot of your computer screen, proving that the email was sent. You tag me on Instagram. I'm at Amy Porterfield in your feed or story and include the hashtag email sent and you'll be entered to win. Here's the deal. This contest ends in seven days from the day this episode goes live, which is June 27th, 2019. We will randomly select two winners and announce the winners on July 5th. 2019. All this info is in the show notes, amyporterfield.com forward slash 269. But here's the deal. This is what we want you to do. We want you to take action. You learn how to create that nurture sequence from Tarzan's worksheet. You send out the first email. You show us you did it. You tag, you use the hashtag, you are entered to win. And it's really not about the contest. It's about you getting into motion, you taking action. And believe me, your list will respond to this. This is a really powerful strategy. So I hope you take us up on it. amyporterfield.com forward slash 269 to grab the freebie, whether you want to enter the contest or not, and all the details about the contest are there as well. Tarzan, this was one of my favorite episodes. I knew you would deliver. Thank you so, 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 so much. And tell everybody where the heck can they find out more about you? They're, they're going to want to. So where do they go? Yeah. So just come to my website, tarzank.com. And yeah, there are cool freebies, but honestly, you should sign up just to be on my email list because I am the boss of email. True. She really is. Like I mentioned in the intro, she's been writing emails for me for a long time and they're always so good. I'm like, always like, oh my God, that one was so good. I love it. So if you want to see how it's done, you definitely want to get on Tarzan's email list. Thanks again. I love you dearly. I love the work you do. And I'm so glad to have gotten this opportunity to chat with you. Thanks, Amy. Okay. So there you have it. I hope you loved this episode with Tarzan as much as I have. The girl is on fire. She has so much to share. You got to go check her out and make sure you get the freebie because it's going to teach you how to create a nurture sequence that really connects with your audience. So if you already have a small email list and you want to make sure that that small email list actually converts for you, 
then we got to make sure that you are building relationship inside of that subscriber list. And this freebie is going to help you do so. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 269 to get the freebie. And if you want to take it one step further, do the contest. It will get you into action and you might just win. So amyporterfield.com forward slash 269. And before I jump off, one more thing. Next week's episode is really, really good. I'm going to show you how to create a lead magnet that will help you make money. There are so many different kinds of lead magnets, but one of my favorites is a profit-driven lead magnet, a lead magnet that also takes into mind your profit path, how you're going to move that new subscriber into a paying customer. So I'm going to give you the three key questions that you must ask yourself in order to create a profit-driven lead magnet. And also, we're going to walk through some examples of what works and what doesn't work in terms of a lead magnet that will make you money. That's next week's episode, number 270. Do not miss it. In the meantime, go download that freebie, and I will see you same place, same time next week. Bye for now.